Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, June 13th, 2019. And if you've been following the news about the attacks in the Persian Gulf, the Nefarium has been very busy. We're going to talk about that today. I have some suspicions about who may ultimately be behind it. I am linking an article from uh, that's been covering this story from Australia because uh, I think it's a pretty good overview of things about uh, of what we know about this incident. Um, it's fairly comprehensive, up to date. So that's the article I've linked. But I'm also linking two other articles. Uh, one concerning Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, taking his cabinet to Israel to meet. And then the other is his recent bill in Florida outlawing any speech that uh, criticizes Israel or uh, the influence of Zionist views within the American culture, all right, which, of course, is a violation of free speech. But we're going to get back to that. Now, before we get into all of this today, I want to uh, thank everybody for being patient about the vid chats. I have a vid chat makeup uh, vid chat scheduled for tomorrow. That's the late vid chat. We'll be starting about 630 uh, I'll be in there early as always uh, just for some pre-chat banter and conversation. Uh, so I'll probably be in there no later, I would say, than 4 in the afternoon, U.S. Central Time. So thank you. Uh, and again, I want to alert everybody that there are predictions that storms may move back into the area. Supposedly, they won't be as severe as they were supposed to have been last week. So I'm going to go ahead and schedule the vid chat. Uh, for tomorrow with the caveat that the weather may get bad and I may have to leave right in the middle of the vid chat. Anyway, let's get on to the story about these attacks in the Persian Gulf. Two tankers have been hit. One is a Norwegian registry and the other is a Japanese-owned uh, tanker that appear to have been attacked either by torpedoes or mines, all right? And the headline of this article is U.S. Blames Iran for Suspected Tanker Attacks. Uh, this was run in uh, Australia, uh, dated June 14th, which, of course, is the date there right now. Uh, it appeared at 547 local time in Australia. And I'm going to read quite a few paragraphs from this article and then give you what I suspect may be going on here. So beginning at the very start of this article, quote, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the U.S. believes that Iran is responsible for attacks that damaged two oil tankers near the Persian Gulf. Speaking at a press conference in Washington, Secretary Pompeo said that the attacks on the ships are part of a campaign of escalating tension by Iran and a threat to international peace and security. Now let me stop right there and put my cards on the table. I have no use for the regime in Tehran. Um, I do believe it is behind a lot of Middle East instability. Uh, it has had leaders on previous occasions calling for the eradication and extinction of Israel. And again, I'm not in favor of that idea either, folks, but we're going to get back to Israel in a moment. 
So just to put my cards on the table, I'm I'm not a uh, Iran regime friendly sort of guy. Okay, but but here comes the caveat. Quote. Secretary Pompeo said the United States will defend its forces and interests in the region, but gave no specifics about any plans, and he wouldn't answer questions on the subject. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says that the U.S. believes that Iran is responsible for the attacks that damaged two oil tankers near the Persian Gulf. Let me stop again. Give us some proof, okay? And, you know, folks... When we're dealing with a government that outright lied about the presence of weapons of mass destruction in Iraq in order to launch a military invasion of that country, I think it's okay to demand uh, fairly solid, incontestable proof of assertions like this, especially when you're talking about the other country involved being Iran. <laughs> okay, continuing. Speaking at a press conference in Washington, Secretary Pompeo said that the attacks on the ships are part of a campaign of escalating tension by Iran and a threat to international peace and security. Now, I'm skipping several paragraphs here. The attacks came as Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was wrapping up a two-day trip to Iran with a mission to ease tensions between Tehran and Washington. Now, let me stop. My suspicion is, and there are a number of articles that, uh, by uh, some opinion makers that seem to think that Shinzo Abe went there kind of as a point man for Washington to try and ease the tensions between the two countries because, and I'm going to repeat this at the end of this, this review, President Trump, the Trump administration, does not need an energy economy crisis brought about by something in the Persian Gulf. In other words, this is the least good time as far as the politics of the Trump administration goes for escalating tensions with Iran, okay? So bear that in mind. Iran's foreign minister tweeted in English that, quote, suspicious doesn't begin to describe what likely transpired this morning, unquote. And even though I have no use for the Iranian regime, I have to agree <laughs> with the Iranian foreign minister here Suspicious doesn't even begin to describe this. No one has claimed responsibility or explained how the tankers were attacked. In other words, we're still guessing that it may have been mines or torpedoes. It may have been sabotage. It may have been frogmen special forces. We don't know. The U.S. Navy said it was assisting the tankers in the Gulf of Oman. A U.S. Navy spokesman said, quote, we are aware of the reported attack on tankers in the Gulf of Oman, unquote, and said this in a statement from the 5th Fleet based in Bahrain. U.S. Naval forces in the region received two separate distress calls at 6.12 a.m. local time and a second one at 7 a.m., the statement said. U.S. Navy ships are in the area and rendering assistance. Now, skipping a little bit more, the latest incident comes after the U.S. alleged that Iran used mines to attack four oil tankers off the nearby Emirati port of Fujairah last month. 
Iran has denied being involved, but it comes as Iranian-backed rebels in Yemen have also launched missile and drone attacks on Saudi Arabia. The Iranian foreign minister, and, and again, folks, I don't doubt that the Iranians would be up to their earlobes in causing instability in the region, but not of this nature, okay? The Iranian foreign minister described the reported attack as suspicious since it occurred during a meeting between Japan's prime minister and Iran's supreme leader. And I'm skipping now all the way toward the end of the article. On Wednesday, after talks with Iranian President Hassan Rouhani, Shinzo Abe warned that any accidental conflict that could be sparked amid the heightened U.S.-Iran tensions must be avoided. Now, please note those words. Let me read it again. Remember the Japanese are superb wordsmiths, especially when they're trying to send messages. On Wednesday, after talks with Iranian President Hassan Rouhani, Mr. Abe warned that any accidental conflict that could be sparked amid the heightened U.S.-Iran tensions must be avoided. In other words, the way I'm reading Abe's comment, folks, Abe is sending a message that he suspects someone is behind these attacks, but he's also saying it isn't Iran and it's not the United States. It certainly isn't Japan, otherwise he wouldn't be there. It isn't China, it isn't Russia, and it isn't Europe. None of those countries have a reason to ratchet up tensions to this dramatic degree, all right? It's not productive. As I said, the Trump administration doesn't want it right now because they do not want, on top of everything else that they've got going on in terms of his negotiating strategies for uh, leveling the economic playing field, the last thing the Trump administration wants is a massive hike in oil prices due to a conflict in the Persian Gulf and shutting off the flow of oil from the Gulf of Hormuz, so, or the Straits of Hormuz. That's the last thing the United States wants. China does not want a conflict in the region simply because it's trying to finish it's a belt and road, one belt, one road initiative. In other words, you don't want a conflict if you're trying to build infrastructure to connect Asia and Europe together. So it ain't China, folks. And Iran, I strongly suspect, even though it has been involved in destabilization in the region, in efforts inside of Saudi Arabia, Yemen, and so on, which the article references, it has been doing so in a way that does not jeopardize the flow of oil. In other words, it does, does not want to choke off its basic source of national income. All right. Russia certainly doesn't want a conflict, although Russia would gain by higher oil prices. People would turn, instead of to Iran, they would turn to Russia for oil. So Russia, okay, but would they turn on an ally like this? Probably not. So who does that leave that would gain from something like this? Who would be crazy enough to do this? Well, folks, sadly, I think it comes down to a choice of either Israel or Saudi Arabia. 
because both of those countries have been in covert alliance with each other for a very long time. Saudi Arabia in particular has to deal with its Shia population, which incidentally is located primarily in its oil-producing regions toward the Persian Gulf. And, of course, Shia Muslims are the majority of Muslims in Iran. So, in other words, I'm suspecting that if anything is trying to upset the apple cart here, we have two rather crazy, unstable regimes. Let's remember that Netanyahu, even though he won the election, uh, recent elections in Israel, his government is very weak and under assault. So you're dealing here, I think, with a case, if there is a false flag, and I strongly suspect that there is, uh, that you're dealing here with something that may have been coordinated or set up between Riyadh and Tel Aviv. This is my, this is my suspicion. Uh, and particularly, I, I, I tend to suspect Israel more than Saudi Arabia simply because in recent months, and for those of you in the international audience, you may not be aware of this, but I've linked an article in this News and Views. In recent months, various states in the United States have passed laws basically outlawing any criticism of Israel, all right? And this, the craziest thing, and Catherine Fitz brought this to my attention the last time that she was here on a visit, this has even hit Orthodox Jewish rabbis who, of course, don't believe in Zionism, all right? In other words, they don't, they don't accept Israel as a legitimate fulfillment of their understanding of biblical prophecy about the restoration of Israel. So even Orthodox Jewish rabbis have been hit by some of these claims. But in, in this country, you have a number of states that have passed these laws. Texas has been one of them. Florida has been another. That it's basically outlawed to criticize anything or to maintain that there has been any sort of conspiratorial action on the part of Zionist forces within Israel or this country and so on and so forth. So basically it's an assault on free speech. So I suspect that those campaigns were actually launched because they were done in prevision of an escalation of actions like this in the Middle East that might or might not be coming from either Tel Aviv or Riyadh or possibly both. I don't know. But this is my suspicion because Iran has nothing to gain by this type of action. Uh, China certainly doesn't. Russia doesn't. We certainly don't. Uh, the Europeans don't. The Japanese don't. So in other words, where is this coming from by process of elimination, at least as far as we know from current data? By the process of elimination, I, I'm thinking that this action is coming from the other uh, regional powers, and that leaves us essentially with Saudi Arabia and, and Israel. So lots to watch here. That's all speculation. That may change in the future as more data becomes available about this attack. But again, I would be very suspicious about anything coming from this country. I would want to see data coming from every party involved and then let people connect dots and um, make up their own mind. But 
definitely something to to watch here, folks. This is a very, very bad developing situation. Now, again, don't forget tomorrow we do have the makeup vid chat. That's the late one. Um, I'm going to start it early at 6.30 simply because we had uh, some questions that I held from last week and we're getting questions from this week. I may start it even earlier than that. Uh, I haven't looked at the amount of questions yet. So I once I get started doing that tomorrow and printing things off, I may decide to go ahead and start it early. Cross your fingers that we are not going to get hit with bad weather tomorrow and we'll be able to get through the vid chat. Okay. Anyway, that's it for this week's news and views, folks. This is a bad situation. Watch these laws uh, that claim that there can be no criticism or anything like this. Uh, these, these are very, very bad steps, folks. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye and God bless.